The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. 087-4100-102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. And as I'm broadcasting from home again today, the first time in a while, probably after we're starting with this major new report, which is being done into the benefits of employees working from home, particularly the amount of money they may save and the environmental benefits as well. We're joined first by Mary Connaughton, Director of CIPD Ireland, which has been involved in this research with the University of Limerick. Mary, what are the most important things that you've discovered? Okay, Matt, our research is on um, HR practices in Ireland, and we were looking at the extent to which companies are implementing the new working paradigm. And what we found that going forward, 46% expect to offer a hybrid working option for employees, 26% expect to offer flexible working, and 12% will offer solely remote working. And the main driver around um, the different ways of working is around being able to attract employees and retain employees. There's a real skill shortage in the market. So our research is showing 85% are experiencing a skill shortage and one of the key tools that they need to do to be able to attract um, new employees and hold on to the ones they have is actually give them greater flexibility in when and where they work. Needs must, but is this willing or reluctant on the part of employers? There's uh, there's a bit of both. Um, in general, what it is, is employers recognise this is an important principle because our survey also found that productivity went up. And overall, over 80% of the respondents said they saw some increase in productivity in the last year um, around remote and hybrid working. Now, that's really significant. The issue for um, companies is around how do we make it work well? Um, because we need to put the needs of the customers first, what the organisation needs to make happen and how particular teams and individuals work. And it just means everyone is looking for maybe their own way of working. And being able to map that out, coordinate that and make it work um, for everybody is just a challenge because we've been used to having a rule book. You know, people are here, people are in these hours. And when that's not there, you have to build different frameworks and different Um, principles around working and they just have to experiment with that and work their way through it. Mary, from where I live on the fringes, I suppose, of Dublin city centre in one of the nearby suburbs, the traffic volumes have increased enormously each morning in recent weeks and months. Are many people, do you think, taking advantage of this willingness to work from home or have they, despite everything, gone back to the office? Um, I don't believe they have gone back to the office. Now, you have to remember that our labour market is growing. So um, over the past couple of months, we've reached 2.5 million people in the labour market. And the number of jobs is growing. Um, And people are going in and out some days a week. Um, So it's not like they're at home on a permanent basis. So that's generating the increased traffic. Um, And yes, it's got high, but is it high every day of the week? Um, You know, we hear about maybe Mondays and Fridays are lighter days. And I think that's people taking advantage of their preferred way of working. So I think we're going to have to wait until it starts to settle down um, in terms of seeing, well, what's the commute pattern based on what is the work pattern? And really, we're all on a learning curve on that, Matt. 
Johnny Voy is with us as well, General Manager of Grow Remote. And John, if that's the case, that we're having those heavy traffic volumes when everyone hasn't gone back into the office five days a week, what does that suggest things would be like if everyone was required to go back to work? Yeah. Hi, Matt. Well, I think that there, um, I think the positive environmental impacts of uh, people not commuting all the time is really quite, quite clear. Um, we know that there are hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people who are spending at least a portion of their working week not going back to the office, whether that means working from home or working from a co-working hub. But I suppose, Matt, we feel that we're not going to put the genie back in the bottle and all those people are not going to uh, go back. Uh, but we know that there is, there is also like a shortage in public transport. There's, there's other issues that uh, uh, influence the, the transport situation. Now, we also have a report out today, which is being published by Thánish de Varadkar, suggesting that there are enormous savings available to people by not doing the commute to work. Um, but that said, surely then there's increased heating and electricity costs if people stay at home, John? Yeah, so there's a quite good analysis in the, in the report from, from the department around that, and I think it says roughly €400 Euro can be saved by people not commuting. Uh, Per, per per month, but also or per year, sorry, um, but also that they will have heavier costs. But I think there'll be a net benefit per employee of on average three hundred uh, euro, uh, which is great in in these current times. And I think you know with inflation and with the cost of uh, fuel in particular, uh, to have both the financial and the environmental saving per employee is something really that I suppose all employers need to take note of. Yeah, I think the Irish Independent has a report today suggesting a saving of €1,400. Euro. But when you look into it, they seem to have added on sort of an yeah. extra €1,100 Euro you could earn if you worked during the time that you weren't I, commuting. I, I, I did notice that and I was going to comment. I think those hours adding, putting the financial value on those hours that which are really belong to the, to the em, employee uh, is a little bit of uh, inflation in its own right of that number. I think it's really interesting though what people do with that time. Like at Grow Remote we see that uh, remote working as a tool for community development and that if people can invest that new discretional time into their families or into their well-being or into their communities and even if a small portion of it goes to doing an extra bit of work, I think that can only be good. And then what about going to remote hubs where maybe people from different organisations can come together so that maybe there's a small commute for some people, particularly in rural Ireland, to get the required broadband and other facilities that they need, but not the longer commute. Is that happening much? That, that's happening, and I think the government have invested heavily in a network of hubs across the country, and I think they're going to be a very important part of the infrastructure of how we live and work in this country going forward. It's important to note that not everybody's home is set up to be an office. Uh, I know that when uh, COVID came along and people were sent home with laptops, many people found themselves working in a box room or at a kitchen table, and, and that's far from ideal. Uh, and as well as that, a lot of remote first employers you know, have requirements about for example, the standard of, of, of uh, internet security and broadband, and the hubs are really well placed to deliver on those re- requirements. Yet, Mary, although the Tónis Dilia Varadkar is promoting the idea of part-time or even full-time remote working, there's still the state has only put in a right-to-request remote working bill, which seems to be stacked in favour of the employers. 
Um, yes, our view is certainly that they should be bringing in a right to request flexible working. So it shouldn't be just about where you work, but it also should include when you work. Now, since they launched that bill, there has been another wellbeing bill proposed, which would offer um, flexible um, hours to um, parents and carers. Um, but that feels like that um, is going to cause confusion because now you have two different rights, depending on whether or not you have um, family or people relying on you, um, and that there will be some confusion around that. So we think that government needs to step back and pull it together to be one kind of piece of legislation which provides a right to flexible working. And we know from our research with our members, there's a lot of support for that out there. And it doesn't mean a company can't say no. And we know that there are on-site roles that need to be done. But at the same time, um, allowing employees know that they have a right to request that just strengthens their case. Yes, the current bill is, um, um, you know, has a lot of knots that could could tie people up in it rather than being um, clean. It's a little bit cumbersome. John, there's a lot of people are concerned about the impact on city and town centres from the loss of people going to their office jobs, working instead from home. Can that be compensated for, though, by increased volumes in coffee shops and villages and small suburbs? Or is it the case that people, once they are at home, are more likely to cook for themselves or make their own coffee rather than going out and spending? Um. Yeah, Matt, I, I appreciate that concern. Um, no, I think the, the antidote evidence, at least, is that when people are working uh, more locally, that they're more likely to get out of the, the house a little bit, maybe walk to their local coffee shop, spend a few bob in the local shop that they might have otherwise spent in a, in a petrol station or a convenience store halfway along a commute. Um, and I think that's really good for regional, regional and rural areas. I think from a city's perspective, I think there's a, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reimagine how the cities can work really, really well. We know of some of our European neighbours who have like, some beautiful green spaces right throughout cities, and, and they really become much more livable and enjoyable places to live. Thank you very much, John Evoy, General Manager of Grow Remote, and Mary Connaughton, Director of CIPD Ireland. Your last word, 87 4100 When we come back. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.